In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bravo Docket. Today, we're going to be talking about the legal steps and legal action that Bethany has taken against content creators and even TikTok. And this was kind of a big deal a few weeks ago. Various small content creators were receiving cease and desist letters from Bethany and were like, what the heck? Why is this happening to us? And a lot of you had questions as to what, again, what the heck was happening? And we're here to dive in and answer those questions. Anything to add before we start? Our legal team sent us a lot of questions on this, and so we're here to answer them. All right. So let us dig in. So Bethany is claiming that there were allegedly defamatory statements concerning her trademarks and her organization, Be Strong. And I tried to go through Meredith Lynch's TikToks, and this is the content creator, one of the content creators at issue, who claims to have received a cease and desist letter from Bethany. And I went through her videos to try and see what she was saying about Bethany and why I think Bethany might have sent the cease and desist... and deceased. Think sent sent cease and desist is very difficult. Sent cease and desist letters, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about the law and give you our opinions on these. So Meredith Lynch is a content creator. She has over 200,000 followers on TikTok. Her whole vibe seems to be some celebrity gossip, but she also likes to talk about how celebrities make their money, kind of the benefits that they have, specifically when it comes to legal issues, that they have the monetary means to take legal issues, which is interesting and ironic because that's what ended up happening here. But her whole MO was kind of doing little deep dives on TikTok on celebrity issues. So in July 2022, she made an observation that Bethany was making some reviews about different makeup. And she said that Bethany kept saying things while making the reviews like, I don't know anything about makeup. I don't like makeup. I don't do makeup. I can see Bethany saying that. I I haven't gone back and watched Bethany's videos of this, but apparently these were out there. 
Oh, no, and, t- I have seen them TikTok because, you know, TikTok tracks everything. <laughs> so it clearly knows I'm a Housewives fan. So it thinks that I want to watch Bethany giving all of her reviews on makeup. And I do, I mean, when I'm scrolling, I do occasionally watch them. And some of them are helpful because she, quite frankly, has the means to buy the most expensive makeup that I would probably never spend money on and then compare it to drugstore brands. And so sometimes I actually think they're really helpful. That's good. For some reason, TikTok hasn't realized that I'm a Housewives fan. I don't get any (laughs) Housewives content. Mine is all about saving dogs, like dog rescue, which is fair. I have a lot of horses, mostly cats, and then I get some I get some actually good housewives content. I always like watching when the the Kimpires TikToks are on there. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Maybe I will now since we're talking about it and you know they listen to us. Your so. phone is like, listening. TikTok. TikTok's yeah. listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I guess on one of the videos that Meredith Lynch put out, someone was like, wait, why is Bethany saying this? She had a makeup line and she ended up doing some digging. Her followers ended up doing some digging and she found that Bethany did indeed have a makeup line. It was like skinny girl makeup. And to be fair, Bethany probably just licensed out the name to someone that made the makeup. However, they found an article from 2012, a People article where Bethany said that she was very invested in the process, the process of creating the makeup. So Meredith Lynch, the content creator, made a video being like, you say you're not really into makeup. You don't know anything about makeup. Yet you had a makeup line and you said you were invested in the process. What's up? How can you claim you're not into makeup? Then you did you forget you had a makeup line 10 years ago? So that was one of the videos. Well, I mean, was there actually a 2012 article in People about Bethany and a skinny girl makeup line? I mean, do we know? Yeah. Yes. Okay. She pulled it up. So the way that these videos work, for those who don't follow Meredith or aren't necessarily on TikTok, is that this specific content creator, Meredith Lunch, will post, she'll post on green screen and put the articles up behind her and then scroll to the portions of the article and read from them. So that's what she did here. She posted screenshots of the actual makeup and then she posted Bethany's quote from the 2012 People article saying that she's very invested in the entire creation of the makeup. So oh, so it actually like, went into production? Yeah, it was. This is what I'm saying. So Bethany said she was invested in the entire process of produ- producing this makeup. It was out there. It was for sale on shelves back in Oh, wait, I just found the People article. I have seen so many of her makeup videos when I'm just scrolling on TikTok. And she's always talking about, like, the packaging and this packaging is great and this is bad. And then the first quote from her in this People article is, quote, I created this line because I wanted it to be an affordable solution for women. Frankel tells People, quote, I was tired of the deception and fancy packaging. All these complicated ingredients were going to make you look like you'd had a facelift in 48 hours. I developed everything to plug the holes that I have seen, end quote. Whoa. All right. And that's exactly what Meredith did in her video. So what you're reading right now is what Meredith was reading in her video. Okay. And it exists. And there she the video is still out there. You can find it on YouTube. I don't know if she removed it from her TikTok. But yeah, she posts photos of the actual products. And it's like, what do you mean, Bethany? You had a makeup line. So after these videos were released, Bethany ended up blocking Meredith Lynch on TikTok. Then in. Well, okay. Going back to that, those videos, I feel like those were just comments on factual information that was out there. That's all it was. It was just summarizing factual information. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. So in August 2022, Meredith Lynch, again, this is the content creator on TikTok, posted a video saying that Bethany needs to acknowledge that her skinny girl line and brand 
creates products that are harmful to women's body image. She says, quote, skinny is a harmful discourse. It promotes unrealistic body images. She is talking about this because Bethany has been very critical about the Kardashians and how they're creating unattainable standards for women and they don't come out and acknowledge. They don't acknowledge it. The reason Meredith posted this video is to be like, okay, you're attacking the Kardashians, which is fair. They do have untainable body image. It's problematic. They're promoting like tummy tees and stuff like that. Yeah, that is problematic. But Bethany, you have a whole line that's based on being skinny. It's hypocritical. And she says, you know, Bethany, at least just acknowledge that you had this line. At least acknowledge. Say, hey, I know skinny probably wasn't the best. Bethany's never going to do that because it's her brand. She supports her brand. She's never going to say, I get it. I understand skinny probably wasn't the best word to use. But this is what Meredith's saying. She's saying you can't you can't throw stones when you live in a glass house. Yeah, I don't know why Bethany doesn't rebrand stuff with be strong on everything. And like, you know, uh, Paul Newman, like Paul Newman's branded stuff and all the proceeds go to charity. It's a much be strong is a much better message, in my opinion, than skinny girl. Yeah, it is. But that's just my opinion. It is. (laughs) Yeah. And Meredith goes on to mention how Whole Foods ended up pulling a lot of skinny girl products because Bethany had made claims that they were all natural or contained natural ingredients. And Meredith was like, look, even Whole Foods pulled your stuff. You're not you're not giving us a consistent message, Bethany. Oh, yeah. And you'll get in trouble with the FTC and if you're branding, if you're calling things all natural and making claims and they're not. It's not good. That's a whole there's a whole grip of lawsuits going on right now over things yeah. like that. Specifically, there's one against H&M for their conscious line. So, yeah, you don't get to just smack things on there and call it something. If it's not, you have to back it up. Yeah. So another one of the videos that this content creator put out was in August 2022. And she discussed the skinny girl shapewear line. And again, she's like, you're calling out the Kardashians for having shapewear. But Bethany, you had a skinny girl shapewear line. (laughs) So and then she goes on another video, August 2022. And she says, in my opinion, Bethany's book, the one that she had about diet tips or eating well, wasn't great for girls' body images because the tips weren't actually healthy. And she says this is her opinion. So this is sort of the tone of the anti-skinny girl videos out there. And to me... Those are just her opinion. She's saying, in my opinion, you're being a hypocrite because look at what you have with your brand. It's not all that different from what the Kardashians are doing with theirs. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, having an opinion, this is America. You are allowed to have opinions. And if you have an opinion like that and you're not spreading false information, you should be able to have that opinion 100%. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally the law. (laughs) Literally the law. And we'll go over the law again. I feel like our podcast is um, the Bravo docket with a hint of defamation. (laughs) (laughs) Although we don't commit acts of defamation. We just explain defamation a lot. (laughs) Exactly. So then in another video, and this is where the trademark issues arise, Meredith, the content creator, calls out how everything that Bethany does on TikTok is pre-planned, is, quote, years in the works, and is all just marketing. She goes and looks up Bethany's trademarks and goes through them. 
And I guess the specific one at issue here is the trademark, quote, it's a scam. Meredith points out that in a lot of Bethany's videos around this time, Bethany yells, it's a scam a lot. And she's like, why does she keep saying it's a scam? So she goes and looks up the trademark and sees that there's one for it's a scam. And Meredith in her head is like, whoa, the whole reason you've been saying it's a scam is because you had a trademark and you were going to do something with it. And she's just telling her followers that. Like, hey, Bethany keeps saying it's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam. Well, look at this. She has a trademark for it's a scam. Maybe this is a business-related thing. Maybe she's trying to market it's a scam for a reason. So was she just like speculating or having an opinion that that's what she thought Bethany was going to do because she trademarked it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I have a question. I don't mean to just like, you know, I don't practice in this area of the law. So... I'm going to make you bring, give me my, the questions ahead of time. From well, sometimes I don't think of them until we're like actually talking. So <laughs> okay, just this if is... If I'm wrong, yeah. But, well, here's what I want to know. So like my husband has all kinds of like phrases and things that he says, but he's not a famous person. So could he just go trademark a phrase or do you have to be famous to trademark a phrase? I mean, could you my You don't have hu- to be famous to trademark a phrase, but I mean, it has to be not a phrase that someone else has trademarked. And it has to be for, like, a good or a service. You just can't, like, have the the phrase trademarked. It has to be for, like, a product or, like, Bethany here for a podcast or for stemware. So my husband could just, just you know, say one of his sayings and then file for a trademark. I mean, I don't do filing. I've never done yeah. trademark prosecution or anything like that. I'm normally on the defense side. So after there are issues with it and... You're challenging someone else's trademark, but you can trademark basically anything. But be be mindful that you, it's probably going to be challenged by someone else. And if it's like <laughs> a common word that everyone uses, well, clearly she got it's a scam done. But yeah, you don't have to be a celebrity to trademark anything. I think I know what I'm getting my husband for Christmas. <laughs> trademark of my Yeah, and it's not hard to trademark stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that, but it would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because like, didn't uh, Salt Lake City, didn't Heather's ex-husband trademark Mormon royalty? And then, you know, Paris Hilton trademarked That's Hot. And I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be. I think the only reason we hear about it is because it is celebrities doing it. But you don't have to be a celebrity to trademark these things. I'm trying to think of like local mattress store people. Who's the big mattress guy in in Texas, like Mattress Mac or something? Doesn't he have a trademark? I don't know. <laughs> he has like think... some tagline that he says. I wonder if the Texas Lawhawk has a trademark. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And it's smart. It's yeah. smart. I mean, it seems a little bit overbearing when you trademark something that's it's a scam because everyone could be saying it's a scam. But one of Bethany's defenses to this, and I'm probably jumping ahead now, is Like, look at what she actually trademarked It's a Scam for. And I have it in our outline. So it's very easy to look up trademarks. You just type, type, type it in. You can type in the person's name. You can type in what the word is. So if you go right now on the USPTO website and type It's a Scam, this trademark will pop up. You will see that it was for, or it was done by Even Better Bites Holding LLC, and that's Bethany's company. So she trademarked it for downloadable podcasts in the field of interviews, storytelling, personal relationships, career and finance advice and entertainment. Downloadable podcasts in the field of a talk show featuring current events, comedy and commentary. 
She also trademarked it in dishware, glassware, namely stemware and beverage glasses. She also did hats, baseball caps, shirts, t-shirts, sweatshirts, then entertainment services, again, the podcast, cable television, broadcast television, internet, blah, blah, blah. So to me, this shows that she was thinking of doing a podcast or some TV show called It's a Scam and then making merch for that podcast or TV show. Hmm. Okay, I have another question for you. (laughs) When you go to the United States Patent and Trademark Office website, which again is accessible to everyone because it's our tax dollars paying for this, and then you look up trademarks, then it says check status, and then it says live slash dead. Like Bethany has, it's a scam, mention it all. B mentions it all. Bethany mentions it all. Cutthroat concierge, I don't know what that is. About face, just B, the big event with Bethany. L O Liberty, so like L O L Liberty, the Bethany Claws, the Big Shot with Bethany, and Momsters. And then, like, for example, Cutthroat Concierge is dead. What does that mean when it's dead? It's just like not being used, or so someone else can have Cutthroat Concierge? Well, she let it lapse. A dead trademark is a trademark that was once recognized or applied for, and that the Patent and Trademark Office doesn't recognize anymore. Individuals and companies can register and use a dead trademark. When this happens, the original business can no longer use and seek protection for that trademark. Okay, so that's the registration, and you have to pay to keep it alive, and you have to file different documents to keep it alive, different required documents that the trademark office has on their website. But you can still have a common law right to your trademark. So if Bethany's still continuing to use it in commerce, then there's still a right in that trademark. But yeah, so for purposes of this, what it means by dead or alive is that if it's dead, she didn't continue up the application. And It's a Scam is still live. So all Meredith, the content creator, was doing was saying, hey, look at this. She has a trademark for it. Maybe she is trying to do a podcast or some kind of show called It's a Scam or maybe the the motto would have or maybe her like catchphrase would have been it's a scam who knows i mean was so i didn't see meredith's tiktoks on this was she criticizing bethany for it or just talking about it i don't think it was criticizing i think i think she was reporting on it as if she had uncovered something like oh look what i uncovered Mm. you know bethany says it's a scam all the time it's because she's gonna do a tv show about it which like so what you know that's very smart of Bethany if it's true. Like, if you were going to make a TV show about it and you're, like, putting it into the people's brains on TikTok, okay, you did some good marketing there. I think it is good reporting by Meredith to have done a video about this. Like, look, the reason she's saying it's a scam so much is because maybe, maybe it's because she has this trademark and is going to do something with it. That's all she was doing. She was pointing out that connection. Who knows if it's true or not? Well, I actually would probably listen to a podcast where Bethany is using all of her, I guess, skills and personality traits to investigate things as to whether or not they are a scam. I think that would be maybe a good use of her skill set, (laughs) Bethany's skill set. Yeah. Her sort of relentless energy. Yeah. But instead, she's like got mad that Meredith made this content and is like, I say it's a scam all the time. I'm not doing anything with it. And it's like, what? Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't get that either. It kind of sounds <laughs> almost like middle school, like someone's saying, oh, well, she's just doing this. You know, she's acting like this is authentic, but it's not. She's trademarked it and she's going to do something with it. But then again, even if it's not sort of or- as organic as maybe Bethany wanted it to appear, I still think that would probably be a really good idea 
and a great use of Bethany's skills. And a podcast that would probably be very marketable <laughs> if Bethany did it or a show or something, you know? Like, why would that be bad? Well, she was thinking about it. She was clearly thinking about it yeah, with this. Of doing something with it. So I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why she that yeah. would that would like I guess activate Bethany. I agree. I don't I don't understand. Meredith then also posted a video about how she had done a deep dive on Be Strong and on her TikTok. She says, go to my Patreon to find out what I learned about Bethany's organization, Be Strong. And she was like, do you notice I'm not calling it a nonprofit and I'm calling it an organization? If you want to know why, go to my Patreon. And obviously, I'm not going to go to her Patreon and pay for this. So <laughs> so I researched it. So I actually really like what Bethany did with this because a lot of times celebrities will start charities out of sort of a vanity project and they want the charity named after them. So instead of just raising money for a charity that's already existing and it's already been founded, that already has, you know, all of the infrastructure in place, a celebrity will start a charity, put their name on it, and it never makes that much money or they kind of abandon it maybe after they get bored of it or whatever. It's just more of a vanity project thing and there's overhead and so the stuff you're donating doesn't, you know, it has to go to some of the overhead. What Bethany did... I personally think is way better. So what she did was partner with the Global Empowerment Mission, which has a 100% rating and four stars on Charity Navigator. And I looked it up on a bunch of other charity rating sites, and it's it's the top of the top. So they absolutely are. The Global Empowerment Mission does a great job, according to all of the charity rating systems, on getting the, the stuff actually to the people that need it and not having a super high overhead. And I do encourage you to utilize those types of sites to look up charities before you donate it if you don't know a lot about them because you really do when you're donating money want it to go to where you want it to go which is the people that are actually in need so what bethany did was use her star power create this organization called be strong and collect money that then goes into gift cards and then she gives that to the global empowerment mission and then 100 percent of it all goes to the people that need it in the form of gift cards that means the people can use it for what they need so if it's a mom that needs to buy formula for her kids, she has an actual gift card and can do that. She doesn't just, you know, it's not just people donating things. It's a really good idea and a really great way of doing it to make sure that she's using her celebrity and likeness to get the most amount of money to the people that actually need it in a form in which they can actually use it. So the fact that it's not an actual 501c3 in this case is good because there's no reason for her to have her own organization when she can partner with one that already has the infrastructure, that's already really well run, that can get all of this stuff. So then she can just focus her energy on getting the stuff people need to them in a format in which they can use it. So I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with her charity or be strong or anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, again, I'm not going to go on the Patreon and try and figure out what Meredith was saying. Maybe she did say everything that you just said about Bethany's organization. And it is like a little clickbaity. But I think that's fair. Content creators have to make money somehow. But like, who knows what was said in there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was said, obviously. But I don't think there's anything wrong with Bethany aggressively defending this charity because if people start to lose faith in it then they're going to donate less money and then the people that's actually just going to hurt people that are in a crisis or humanitarian situation because there's not as much money going into be strong but i would feel very confident giving money to that organization and that it was going to go directly to them from all the research i did all right so then meredith discusses the cease and desist letter 
that she received from Bethany. She got a letter that says Bethany would take legal action if Meredith didn't take down videos. And she says, but I was just expressing my opinion on public information. She didn't say that it was from Bethany, by the way. She said an anonymous celebrity sent her this cease and desist (laughs) letter. And she said she has more access to lawyers and money than me. And imagine, like, if we can't share, if regular people can't share their opinion on TikTok on this app, then how can we continue to share and, you know, have this information and have this discourse. She says it's ironic that celebrities want to monetize on TikTok, but then want to shut down independent creators' free speech if it doesn't align with that celebrity's narrative. So she continues, like, freedom of speech is a thing. Really wealthy people, they're trying to threaten that freedom of speech. They have money. Yeah, so, I mean, Meredith, Meredith, so Meredith wasn't saying this was Bethany. She was keeping Bethany's name out of it. But she's saying there's this wealthy person with access to a lot of lawyers that's sending out cease and desist letters and whatever. But again, a cease and desist letter, like, you know, legal team, because you listen to the podcast and we did a whole episode on these. It's just a letter. It's not actually legal action. It's just it's literally a threat of legal action, but it's not legal action. Okay, so... Another content creator named Bunny Barbie also received a cease. (laughs) (laughs) They need to make these words easier. Another content creator, Bunny Barbie, also got a cease and desist letter and I actually got her to read it. I commented on her TikTok because she was like, oh, I also got a cease and desist letter after she realized Meredith got one. And Bunny Barbie She's a fun content creator. She became really famous on TikTok. She's wealthy. She's into makeup. She's into girly things. She's one of the creators that kind of got just got pushed into my my feed. I enjoy it. She makes videos out of her closet. She's just pretty positive. And so she started talking about a reality show that she was going to be on with other mommy entrepreneurs. And she always referred to the fact that it was being done with a reality TV celebrity, I think as a producer. And she would give out little nuggets of information about this reality TV show. And at one point talked about how the contract restricted her from making her own content for two years. I guess not on TikTok, but on YouTube, having her own podcast, all because of the show. And she said that it was picked up by a network but that this former reality TV star kind of squashed it because she thought she wasn't getting enough money for it. And Bunny was like, this isn't fair because she really wasn't involved in it. And she has a really long TikTok video explaining this whole controversy. I couldn't find it, so I'm reporting it based on memory. And she eventually said that it was Bethany, that Bethany was the one restricting this reality TV show from going forward. And she was pissed about it because she her form of income was restricted. She couldn't make content all because of this show. But then Bethany was like, now we're not doing the show anymore. And so Bunny was pissed and talked about it on her TikTok. Bunny also made a video in response to Meredith's video, the one where Meredith went through Bethany's TikToks. And Bunny was like, wait, 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 wait. I see a trademark on there that says Momsters, and it's for a TV show. She's like, what in the world? Bethany, were you going to call our show Momsters? And, you know, expressed some frustration over being referred to as a momster. If I can just jump in there. She got sued, Bethany got sued by the Monster Energy Drink Company for trademark infringement for Momsters, saying that it would cause confusion 
because Monster Energy Drink literally has Monster Million, Monster Army, Monster M Monster Army, M Monster Energy, Monster Energy, like, like every possible Monster Assault, Java Monster, Low Carb Monster, like everything that you Juice Monster, Monster Rehab, Loca Mocha Java Monster, <laughs> anything that could possibly be anything with the word monster, Monster Energy Drink has trademarked. And so when Bethany trademark monster momsters her holding company that owns the trademark got sued by monster energy company and this is very recent and says monster energy company blah 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 believes it will be damaged by the registration of a u.s trademark application for the mark momsters filed by even better bites bethany's company and so they go through and talk about and i actually really liked this complaint because there's a lot of pictures in it and it's got all of the like the monster energy claw thing and then like the, all the monster marks and they've got a bunch of pictures and all of the stuff in here basically saying, you know, we have punch monster, juice monster, monster mule, monster max, monster hydro. So momster, they said, would be confusing. And they wanted Bethany to not have that trademark anymore. I disagree that it would be confusing momster is very different than monster. I know it might not sound different on the podcast, but looking at it, like one is mom and the other is monster. Also, I should probably look it up, but I think that the momsters trademark was under a totally different category than what monster energy drink is under. I assume the momster was under the entertainment and show category and monster is under drink category. So that's something that courts will look at when they do this confusion analysis. If you if you're if your marks are in totally different spaces, you really don't have a claim there that there's going to be confusion. And this kind of reminds me of the lawsuit with Kyle Cook over Lover Loverboy, which we talked about on our Instagram, how it was a cocktail bar called Loverboy suing Loverboy beverages, and they're in totally different spaces. Like if the cocktail bar had canned cocktails called Loverboy, that would be different, but they didn't. They were just a cocktail bar. So that's something that would be analyzed in this lawsuit. I do think Monster had a good argument, though, because they have so many Monster trademarks and they're for different things. Like some of them are for online video games. And then it's, it's like providing a website featuring entertainment information and then promotion of events and blah, blah, blah. So th I think they and it's that's one of the ones that's dead now. So maybe i think they're overreaching though yeah but but the, so the the show didn't end up going anywhere like bunny said so so another video that bunny put involving bethany was following coachella i don't know if you all remember this but there was a party hosted by revolve people ended up comparing it to Firefest, which really <laughs> Firefest is its own thing nothing can be compared to Firefest unless you're flown out to an island and given bread for a sandwich nothing can be compared to Firefest. but i get what they were trying to do so a lot of influencers were invited to this coachella party and it was just completely disorganized it was chaotic i guess bunny posted a video on her tiktok saying that they got trampled it was really scary not fun and then Bethany posted a video, not naming Bunny, but being like, all these content creators, all these influencers, oh, they claim they were so afraid of their life, like mocking these influencers mm. for feeling scared at this Revolve party. And Bunny responded to it and was like, what the heck? This is messed up. It was really scary. Like, 
how dare you? And then she said, let's not talk about how you affected my income for two years because you prevented me from having a podcast or TV show. So then calling out Bethany by name for the whole controversy over the TV show and over the two-year contract that Bunny signed and claimed she couldn't make content over. So they've had some back and forth. It's not pretty. Mm. But those are the videos that she mentions Bethany in. Okay, and then she claims she got the season to desist letter. And me being, this was at BravoCon when it came out, and I was like, please read it. <laughs> like, can you read it for us? We want to talk about it on the podcast. Because I wanted to know, like, what Bethany is claiming that these videos are doing. Yeah. And so she reads it verbatim. You can go watch it on Bunny's TikTok. And she says that Bethany claimed that Bunny was exploiting Bethany's likeness on her page, using her name, violating her right of publicity, her intellectual property rights. She really threw the kitchen sink of legal claims into this letter. What did you think about it when you heard what the letter actually said? Like, what was your opinion on it? I thought it was just a little overreaching. Mm. I didn't see what Bunny posted that in my search. I couldn't find anything that Bunny posted that wasn't based on her opinion, wasn't just talking in response to Bethany. So I didn't really see anything actionable there. She claimed copyright infringement. I didn't see Bunny had shared any of Bethany's protected expressions. So I I was really confused. And Bunny ended up posting another video about the cease and desist letter and said, you know what was really weird about this letter? She's like, I've received a lot of cease and desist letters. She's like, but this is the first cease and desist letter I've received that didn't have what the evidence was. Like, didn't point me to what post she was talking about. Hmm. And when she said when she emailed Bethany's lawyers to be like, hey, what? Why, why did I get this letter? Can you point me to the post? They said, oh, no, we can't point you to it because that's confidential. And Bunny in her video was like, what the? What? <laughs> like, you can't tell me so I know. That what? doesn't make any sense. How can you see? Like, how could she take a video down if she doesn't know which video is the ostensibly offensive video that's violating infringing or whatever yeah, infringing yeah. or whatever yeah. yeah how do you how do you even comply with the cease and desist and take down content or stop doing content if you don't know exactly what you're supposed to stop doing i mean that's kind of that's one of the things if you listen to our cease and desist letter episode where like you have to be very specific about what the activity is or whatever that you want the person to stop doing and then you have to put in very specific consequences if they do not cease to do that activity so what? Yeah. Yeah. So Bunny and like, yeah, Bunny's not an attorney, but even she was like, I've, this is unlike any cease and desist letter I've ever received. And she in her, the same video claims that she's being legally bullied. She was like, plus, I have proof of everything that I've spoken about in my videos. And she was like, use the money that Bethany that you're going to use to sue Meredith and I put that back into your charity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Again, I understand 100% Bethany protecting the Be Strong image because, again, if if people lose trust in it, then the people that need help, because it actually, from all of my research, is going directly to those people 100% in a format they can use. I get protecting that. But if you are going after... And maybe and maybe if you want to go after a smaller content creator over something very specific and detailed, like, hey, what you're saying is not correct... And, you know, this specific phrase is misleading and I need you to not say this anymore. Okay, fine. Like, but at least let them know specifically what you want them to stop doing. 
it's I mean, that it sounds more like a I don't know, but it sounds more like it was just like a blanket threat. Like, don't talk about Bethany. Like, but talk about what? That's <laughs> not what the law says. You don't you can talk about people. And I will add that the Meredith Patreon video, like, go look at my Patreon. It it had an insinuation and insinuations can be defamatory. So the insinuation that Bethany's charity was somehow not a charity. Like, yeah, I can see that. I, I agree with that being not great. So so do you want to talk about what Bethany's response was to the videos by Meredith and Bunny discussing the cease and desist letters that she sent? I just want to call out this article. Um, it was on the Passion Fruit website and it was written by Grace Stanley and it was a I thought it was a really well written article. And she discussed the the what we're talking about here. And she quoted Bethany in here and said in a video response to the controversy, uh, Frankel at Bethany Frankel, who has over 3.8 million followers on TikTok and Instagram, confirmed she sent two creators cease and desist notices. She said one of the creators hinted to be Lynch, misrepresented her nonprofit Be Strong and other business ventures like her trademarks and makeup line. Quote, talking about my trademarks, you can go look up my trademarks. They're all there to see. Side note, we did. <laughs> and listed a bunch of them. But I, there's nothing to do with scam and any new show or any new product or anything having to do with... Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. With my reviews, I've been saying it's a scam for years. These were things about my businesses and my charity that were incorrect. That is the reason for the cease and desist, end quote. Then Frankel went on to say, quote, it's a free country, say inaccurate false pieces of information about a relief effort that saves lives and say something about my business that is inaccurate and don't understand how to read trademark documents then you're spreading false information, which now other people are spreading, end quote. So, I mean, that She sounds- also said, um, 
I, I think because I watched the video, she also said that people who reported on the it's a scam thing were, quote, dummies. She says she has an entire intellectual property department. She has, she was like, I also own the word food porn. That doesn't mean I'm going to do anything with it. She or she said, no, she said, I own the phrase food porn. It doesn't mean that I'm having porn with cucumbers or she said something like that. She says that cease and desist letters are reserved for people who defame others and talk about other people's charitable efforts, which save people's lives. And that's not something I'm going to fuck around with. But (laughs) that's not really what cease and desist letters are for. Um, And then she says, yes, I have a team of lawyers and I will send cease and desist if they fuck around with my business for saying something false. Try me. So wait, so what was false? That like, is it just that she wasn't going to do anything with it's a scam, even though she trademarked it? <laughs> I still don't understand what what was false. I guess. Well, that's so. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about our thoughts on these videos and Bethany's claims that these are defamatory. Saying that you think Bethany is doing something with the trademark, it's a scam because she keeps saying it's a scam. I don't think that's defamatory. That's someone making a connection. Based on public information, they're just reading public information and reporting on it. I don't think you can say that that's defamatory because she's not actually doing something with it. You know, Meredith was like, look, there's a trademark and it lists podcasts, it lists TV shows. And Bethany keeps saying it's a scam everywhere. Maybe she's going to do a show about it. Which, again, I think would be a great (laughs) idea for a show and a great use of Bethany's, like, you know, personality, character traits, her, you know, I could see Bethany really exposing scams and that could be super helpful to consumers and just people in general. And I think that would be a great use of her personality. Totally. But But I don't, I don't, I guess I don't, I don't know why that's, I don't know, I don't know why that's, I, I, I just, I'm, my brain, I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, how is this? Because it's not. Trying to play devil's advocate about how it's defamatory. It's not. (laughs) Like, I cannot support Bethany sending a a cease and desist letter over this. You know, it's the same thing that we just did. We read what the trademark said. This woman, Meredith, talked about how Bethany keeps saying it's a scam all over her TikTok. Those are two true things. You know, Bethany is saying it's a scam on her TikTok. She uses that phrase. And there is a trademark for it's a scam. The fact that Meredith is now putting them together and saying, oh, maybe there's a business purpose for that. That's not defamatory. Yeah, why would it be bad if there was a business purpose for it? <laughs> and it doesn't I even have to be bad that there's I guess, a business pur- purpose for it. I guess you're trying to figure out what the motivation, I, what Bethany's motivation is for sending a cease and desist letter over this. I'm a lawyer. I'm supposed to be good at playing devil's advocate. So I'm trying is, to, it's like, there is no good reason. It's supposed to be like She's our thing. To, and so I'm trying to make a counter argument and I can't come I up with it. She's trying to really control me. her brand. But it's so innocuous. This is such a whatever. TikTok video that like who cares? Who cares that people saw that you have a a trademark for it's a scam? Who cares? Yeah, I don't I don't know why that's bad. It's not. Well, it's I know but the I'm... makeup line thing. Okay, you want to try and play devil's advocate for the makeup line thing. The fact that Meredith was calling her out because Bethany keeps claiming, oh I don't know makeup, I don't know makeup, and then everyone's like, wait, but you had a makeup line. I mean, I've seen Bethany on those TikToks saying, I'm not, people are asking, am I starting my own makeup line? I'm not, you know, am I being compensated for saying these products are good? I'm not. And 
I think she, I, but yeah, why wouldn't, I don't know. I was actually very surprised to see the People article about how there was a skinny girl makeup line because it doesn't, it is incongruous with some of the statements that she's making about like her lack of knowledge. So. And it is a fact. It is a fact that she had skinny girl makeup. And it is a fact that there's a People article quoting her as being involved in the process of creating yeah. makeup. So someone making a video saying those things, summarizing those things for the public, that's not defamatory. No. I wonder what ha- I'm really stunned now. I'm so curious because I tried to click on one of the links from the 2011 People article because I wanted to see what Bethany's packaging looked like because she's talking oh, about it's in it's in the video. It's in Meredith's video. I, I did, So what did it look like? Just... Kind of like like drugstore makeup with a skinny girl logo on it. Okay. And like the skinny girl red or whatever? It wasn't red. It was white. But it had like Hmm. the black and red logo at the top. Hmm. I mean, maybe she's just embarrassed because it didn't take off or something. I don't know. Who knows? But like, who cares? (laughs) I read a Law360 article about it and they talked about the Streisand effect. And I hadn't actually seen what what the Streisand effect actually was and how somebody explained it. Wait, but I've talked about that in our um, Pussycat episode. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. That's how I knew that. Okay. But yeah, so honestly, by her sending these cease and desist letters, it just made it probably worse. <laughs> yes. I mean, because we're talking about it now. <laughs> exactly. So. so just like the Brandy Glanville, Joanna Krupa, where Joanna sued over Brandy saying that her cat was smelly. Like, now it just gets amplified over and over again. Yeah. All right. So those are our personal opinions on these Susan desist letters. But then Heather McDonald had an opinion on her Juicy Scoop podcast. Do you want to talk about what she said? So Heather McDonald, who's a comedian, and we've actually covered a lawsuit that involved her that had a defamation claim in it. And it's one of, actually, I think our favorite One of my favorite episodes, I just loved the shade from the California Court of Appeals saying that Tamara Judge is no Robin Williams. I I really enjoyed that episode. So Heather McDonald spoke about the story initially in hypothetical language on her podcast. And then she also posted a TikTok, which now has probably more than this at this point, well over 200,000 views, speaking openly about her thoughts on the situation. In the video, McDonald said, quote, her heart was broken for Lynch. She said she initially did not use names when discussing the story on her podcast because she was afraid the smaller creator involved might get punished legally. Quote, I'm disgusted by this. I want everyone to know that Bethany is the biggest hypocrite in Hollywood. And believe me, I've met a lot of them. Someone who has become famous for speaking her mind and giving her opinion is now shutting down influencers. End quote. So, I mean... I can see why Heather McDonald has strong opinions about it because she was sued for defamation. Yeah. So the thing is, and we pointed it out earlier, that Bethany has not filed lawsuits against either Bunny or Meredith. However, her biggest claim has been defamation. And as a little reminder, the elements you have to prove to make a defamation claim is one, that there was a false statement purporting to be fact. Two, that there was publication or communication of the statement to a third person. Number three, fault amounting to at least negligence. And four, damages or some harm caused to the reputation of the person or entity who is the subject of the statement. And remember, people who are public figures have a higher burden. They have to prove that the statement was made 
with actual malice, which is a reckless disregard for the statement's truth or falsity. It is harder for a celebrity to win a defamation claim. And Bethany Frankel is definitely a public figure under defamation law. There are many defenses to defamation claims. We've talked about them before. Truth is a defense to defamation because the first element that I just read is that it has to be a false statement. So if the defendant here can prove that it's true, there goes the first element. Another defense that I think is relevant here, should a lawsuit be filed, is that the defamatory statement was merely a statement of opinion. This is because, again, the first element in proving defamation is that it has to be a false statement purporting to be fact. So if it's not purporting to be fact, then it's not a defamatory statement. An opinion cannot be defamatory. And I think a lot of the videos that we went over in the first part of this episode were just stating opinions or were reading facts. What do you think now, looking at the elements? I think this is a great time not to discuss it in depth, but just to bring up the Alex Jones defamation trial, because reckless disregard for the truth or accuracy of the statements that you're being made, I mean, he's paying out 40, 50, 60 million dollars or something like that in these fees, which I hope the families can at least get access to some of it, because what he said was outright false and misleading and wrong. So that's I feel like a very good use of a defamation lawsuit is to deter that type of behavior and stop it. I mean, I didn't listen to like the original videos, but yeah, like we were both just kind of struggling to figure out what the actual defamation was because we know the definition of it. And so in my opinion, in my opinion, it made Bethany look a lot worse by the fact that she sent cease and desist letters. I think that caused a lot more harm to her reputation, possibly than whatever these content creators were saying. Again, I understand her defending her charity. The other stuff, I I still am struggling to even figure out like how (laughs) she got there with a cease and desist letter. Yeah, and I feel like it's a prime example of someone with resources trying to shut down small creators. And it's just like a bad use of a legal tool. And then you wanted to talk about anti-SLAPP again. We talked about that a lot in several previous episodes. And SLAPP stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. And it's a law created to help defend the First Amendment and help defend against these circumstances where there is someone with a lot of power and a lot of money that has access to resources for the legal system. And that's why when, for example, Shannon and I think Heather filed anti-slap motions in their cases, they were able to get attorney's fees and sort of remedy that power imbalance that comes from someone who is very wealthy and has access to lawyers that just doesn't want you to talk about stuff. So that's why that law was there. And that's an example of that law working. Yeah, it's anti-slap is to prevent people shutting down your First Amendment right to speak freely. I think that would, if there was a lawsuit and if it was in a state where there were anti-slap laws, that would be a good move for these content creators to make. But again, there are no lawsuits out there. But this brings us to a lawsuit that is out there filed by Bethany against TikTok. You want to talk about the facts? So this is separate from Bethany sending cease and desist letters to content creators on TikToks. She filed a lawsuit in the form of what is supposed to be a class action against TikTok in New York federal court in the Southern District of New York, alleging that TikTok allowed the unauthorized use of Bethany's likeness 
and those of other influencers in ads for counterfeit products. Bethany said in the complaint that TikTok has allowed users on its platform to use her voice and persona when promoting counterfeit goods like replica handbags without permission. And she argues that the sound recordings of her voice and the voices of similarly situated influencers are protected under U.S. copyright law. So I'm going to read just like page, uh, paragraph 90 of the complaint. I'll say the complaint is well written and the complaint does a really good job of educating potentially a clerk and the judge and really anyone reading this that may not be familiar with TikTok as to how TikTok works, which that can be very difficult to do. So you have to state your claim, state all of the relief that you want, identify the parties, the venue, all of this stuff. And then you need to go through and say, this is this is what this social media platform is. This is how it works. And this is what I'm arguing. So paragraph 90 of the complaint says this, although now removed from TikTok's platform, numerous videos and content were created and shared on TikTok using Ms. Frankel's name, portrait, picture, voice, and content to peddle unauthorized and fake goods. As a result, Ms. Frankel began receiving comments from her followers thinking that Ms. Frankel, quote, sold out and was, quote, hawking these fake products. In a recent video, Ms. Frankel posted about this experience and as of this filing, which was October 6, 2022, and as of this filing had nearly 3,000 comments. These comments are replete with users informing that they viewed these videos and contents using Ms. Frankel's name, portrait, picture, and voice from other accounts peddling counterfeit goods. Comments from users include, quote, saw it and thought, side note, we've all seen TikTok comments, and it's, it's hard to format those. So comments from users included, quote, saw it and thought, what the hell? Good to know. Get him, Bethany. Quote, I just saw that fraudulent ad with you twice in the past five minutes. Quote, must be infuriating. I saw the ad and immediately jumped here. Get them. Quote, oh my God, I totally thought they paid you for that ad. Quote, I almost bought that cardigan. And wow, I am so glad you addressed that because I saw on my For You page and had to look twice when I saw the shop tag. This has got to stop. So they are quoting all of the comments and this is them addressing this in the complaint, basically saying, okay, this is real. People are getting confused and they're having to go to Bethany's page and ask if it's real. Yeah. So this is a class action and the it the claims are right of publicity claims. She does talk about copyright law, but then I went through the causes of action and she doesn't actually sue for copyright infringement, but I'll get there. Anyway, so for class action, first the class has to be certified as one. You can't just file a lawsuit and be like, this is on behalf of everyone, and then the court just accepts it. No, you actually have to go through steps and meet certain elements for a class to be certified as a class. So her definition of the class here is all residents of the United States whose personas, voices, content, or likeness are unlawfully used on TikTok to sell counterfeit goods. So the elements, I'm just going to go through a few of them, are numerosity. Basically, this is saying that the amount of people in the purported class are so large that it's better to take the action on behalf of all of them instead of having a ton of a ton of individual lawsuits that take up too much of the court's resources. The next is commonality, and that means that there's common questions of law and fact. Typicality means that the claims are the same that she's bringing now that others in the class would have brought. And adequacy is that Bethany is an adequate representative for the class. And so the court has to look at all those elements in order to certify the class. 
After that, then she serves as the representative on behalf of the class, fighting the claims on their behalf. But not everyone is automatically in the class. Sometimes you have to, like, agree to be a part of the class. You know, like when you get an email from Ticketmaster getting a code for $4 or something for some lawsuit. You have to agree to be a part of the class. And when you agree to that, you say, hey, I'm not going to bring my own claims. I'm just going to accept that I'm part of the class and I'm accepting relief as part of the class. I don't get to now bring my own lawsuit against Ticketmaster, which I know Ticket Ma- everyone wants to sue Ticketmaster right now for the Taylor Swift stuff. I'm not a Swifty, but I feel everyone's pain in not getting tickets. Okay. So going to the claim, like I said, this is a right of publicity case. So in order to establish a cause of action for right of publicity, and I'm talking about this generally, not specific to New York, you have to show the validity of the plaintiff's right of publicity. So Bethany has to show that she actually has right of publicity. And number two, that the right was infringed by the defendant. So she has to show that TikTok infringed her right of publicity. New York covers names portraits, pictures, voices of any living person for advertising purposes or for the purpose of trade. So that is what is protected in New York. So whether there is a right of publicity is a fact-specific inquiry, and courts will consider whether there is evidence that this thing you're suing for, so your image, your voice, whatever, is so well known that others are looking at the infringed context and are thinking, hey, that's Bethany. I know that person. And this is a pretty obvious instance because they were literally using her face or her voice and her name in order to promote products. But sometimes it's not that clear. An example I want to give, this is a recent lawsuit that Cardi B just won. And it was over. Oh, I love this one. (laughs) I think this is going to make it into like law school textbooks. Probably. I love this one. Yeah. We talked about it at work. (laughs) We have these like IP study group meetings and someone had to present about this. So a man sued over the use of his back tattoo or his, he claims, his back tattoo, which is very intricate. It's all across his back. He claims was superimposed onto a person on Cardi B's album cover, her album for Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1, and the man in the album cover was, for lack of a better term, going down on Cardi B. All you can see is this man's back. And the man who sued Cardi B said, hey, that's my back tattoo. And you just put it on this album cover and you're infringing on my right of publicity. And my damages here are harm because now my children and my friends are going to see that and be like, oh my God, you're going down on Cardi B in an album cover. How horrific, right? So these are his claims. Cardi B won this lawsuit because the guy who was suing could not bring evidence in court that people saw the album cover and thought, oh, dude, is that you? There was no evidence of that. So that means that he didn't have a strong right of publicity. People didn't identify him based on that tattoo. So he has no right of publicity there. Yeah, didn't the guy that grew up, the guy that was like the baby in the famous Nirvana album yes. cover, he <laughs> That's another yeah, one. Yeah, he sued. Yeah. That's another album where he, he sued later on saying, no, they're using my likeness and blah, blah, blah. It's like no one can look at the baby 
and know that it's you. (laughs) Right. So that's just something you have to show when you bring these kinds of claims. And it's, of course, easier when you're a celebrity and you have a certain look or something that's associated with you. I'll give another example from a case that I'm actually working on now. But yeah, so of course it's easier when someone's using your actual name. It's easier when someone's using your actual picture. But there is gray area when it's like you're claiming that you are the only one with this specific tattoo. If people don't know that that's your specific tattoo, if they're not looking at this album cover and like, oh shit, that's my my friend Frank, then it's not a right of publicity. And, and, and another point, Party B lawsuit, the tattoo artist that made the original artwork on that man's back probably has a stronger claim here for copyright infringement than the man whose back it's on with a right of publicity claim. Because a tattoo is a work of art, and it is an expression. There are so many cases about tattoos. I'm taking a little tangent, but just want to throw that in there. No, I'm super interested in this because it's like the tattoo goes on a living canvas and then becomes part of that person. So then who? The artist. Yeah. It's the artist. So it's just like those um, paparazzi cases that we've talked about, like the one that um, Lisa Rinna brought against the paparazzo. Or wait, no, she was sued by the paparazzo. Yeah, I think that's still going on. We should check in on that one. Yeah. Just because it's a photo of you doesn't mean that you get to share the photo. And that's another thing. I've seen people misstating the law on Reddit sometimes in random situations where they're like, Oh, but in the, in terms of Bethany, like, oh, you already put your video out there so I can use it however I want. No, that's not how it works. You don't just get to take something just because it's on the Internet. I think people got really confused about that when the Internet first came to be. But like just because Bethany is posting a TikTok video doesn't mean that companies get to use her video to promote their products. It doesn't work that way. They have to ask for her permission. OK, I have a question for you about this. Sorry to interrupt. But if if. Bethany allowed duets on TikTok. Yeah, but isn't that implicit permission to say someone can duet this video if she doesn't disable duets? Someone can duet it, but they can't use it to sell something. Right, right. It's not the same. Right, but she couldn't get mad that someone was duetting her video and giving opinions, though. Right, yeah. No, and that's like all under the terms, specific guidelines on the platform. I'm super curious to what they're going to say because I'm. If you if anyone's interested in like coding or tech or anything and you look at like the terms and conditions of TikTok and what they actually have access to on your phone, it's it's actually kind of scary. And then they have all these Oh yeah, that's why I never wanted to download yeah, it. Yeah, they have all these other terms and conditions and I'm wondering if they're going to file a motion to dismiss saying by utilizing this platform you have agreed to, you know, blah 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 whatever or waived your rights or I'm I'm curious to see. There's been there hasn't been an answer mm-hmm. filed yet in the Bethany lawsuit, but against yeah. But I'm super curious. All right, I have some other examples. Like I mentioned, the case I'm working on right now, and we represent the OMG Girls, who were a big music group out of Atlanta. There, and they always wore purple, pink, and blue. They stood in groups of three. They wore tutus. They're racially ambiguous. They're mixed mixed race. They're young. They perform. They dance. They sing. That was their thing, though. They always wore purple, pink, and blue in frilly outfits. And so they were called the OMG girls, right? This was their thing. And what we're saying is that their entire brand is this purple, pink, and blue. It's them in a group of three. It's them called the OMG girls. 
It's them being performers, right? So this company called MGK Entertainment, they're the ones that made the Bratz dolls, made a doll called, or a line of toys called LOL Surprise OMG. If you take a look, and I know I'm biased because this is my case, but if you take a look at the dolls, you line them up next to the girls, there are a lot of similarities, and they just so happen to be wearing the same colors, and they're called OMG. And we're like, what in the world? You're using this girl group's right of publicity in order to make sales. And we have evidence that people actually bought the dolls thinking that they were the OMG girls. And that's the difference here between the Nicki Minaj lawsuit with the guy with the tattoo. People weren't buying the album because they thought it was the guy. (laughs) Here, like, people were actually buying the dolls and they're like, we want refunds. We thought these were you. Because, yeah, they thought they were the OMG girls. So that's another example. Bethany has a great shot. They used her voice. Like... Come on. And it's also easy when someone uses your name. Another example that I came across when I was researching for my case was Hasbro made a toy. It was like a little reporter hamster toy called Harris Faulkner. And Harris Faulkner is the name of a Fox News reporter. And Hasbro tried to argue that, oh, it's a hamster. It's a fanciful thing. Of course it's not. (laughs) You're right of publicity. And she was like, "Um, no, excuse me. That's my name. And like, what are the chances that someone on their own came up with the name Harris Faulkner? You know, it's not like Betty Boop. Well, no, Betty Boop is never mind. It's not like a generic name. It's, it's like if somebody came up with a, a lawyer cat and named it Angela <laughs> Angotti. And I happen to be a lawyer that has a podcast that loves cats. Like, it's like, right. No, right. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. And that case ended up settling. So it's, it's a really fun area of law. We'll see what happens with Bethany. Oh, I forgot to talk about the second prong here. Okay, the second prong that she has to prove is that the right was infringed upon. And it's that the defendant, so TikTok, without permission, used some aspect of the plaintiff's identity or persona in such a way that the plaintiff is identifiable from the defendant's use. And the defendant's use is likely to cause damage to the commercial value of the persona. And Bethany here is arguing that as a result of TikTok's conduct... Ms. Frankel and the class members that she's trying to represent suffered substantial harm, including, but not limited to, emotional distress of having their likeness exploited, loss of ability to control the dissemination of their personas, the loss of ability to control the association of their personas and likeness. And so she is asking that they be enjoined from their behavior, which basically means you got to stop. You can't do this anymore. You got to stop using our images. You got to stop. She's also seeking damages. I don't know if we talked about this when we were recording or not, but damages can be the profits that the company, so here TikTok, TikTok made from using Bethany's likeness and other class members' likeness. Do you want to read this portion from the American Bar Association that I put in here? Yeah. About why this matters and why it's so necessary to have right of publicity laws. Yeah. But is Bethany still like so she filed this lawsuit. Is she still on TikTok making videos? I mean, I'd be real nervous about doing that if I was suing them and then letting TikTok have access to my phone. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I would probably. mm, I don't know. That would make me very nervous. Because they can see everything. But yeah. Y'all like. I actually deleted TikTok from my phone for a while because I read a lot of it and it made me very nervous. And then it's yeah, it's it's so addicting that I got back on it, much to my husband's dismay. All right. So 
This is from the American Bar Association. Quote, The value of a celebrity's image, voice, and persona is at least partially derived from the fact that the celebrity is the only one who can perfectly replicate it. A video of a famous football player endorsing a brand of shoes is worthless if we are able to remove the implicit assumption that... The football player actually was filmed giving the endorsement. Further, the value of a celebrity's persona relies on their ability to control their brand and is at risk of serious impairment if others are able to manipulate the celebrity's image in order to tarnish that brand. We are certain every reader of this article can easily recall a celebrity whose value disappeared overnight following an offensive comment or outrageous behavior. There is an obvious risk, then, if such comments or behavior can be manufactured by third parties without the celebrity's involvement. And so Law360 had a really cool article where they talked about this and they talked about how there's deep fakes now, which have you seen any of those deep fake videos? Like they're really creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and this is from Law360 and they talk about how deep fakes have long been associated with fake news and revenge porn. By the way, this article is written by Tiffany Hu, another great article. So the increasing sophistication of the technology has led to a new trend, celebrity deep fake commercials. And the article mentions a couple of them. Now, one of them is more of a parody. So a YouTube user posted a video recreating the Dior J'adore perfume featuring actress Charlize Theron, but then swapped out her face with Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson, (laughs) which is obviously a parody. But it could, I mean, the first time I saw one of those deep fakes, I was horrified because I was like, what if this gets into like the wrong hands and someone has... The president of the United States saying something they didn't actually say or, you know, this could really be scary. That could be a big issue. Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. I think she has really strong claims here. And I have seen like other content creators. There's I follow this content creator called Hopescope and she (laughs) has actually made YouTube content where she buys the products that are using her image and name (laughs) to promote their products that she actually never granted them permission to use. So it's actually funny. She's like, I saw my face on this ad. I'm going to buy the product that you're falsely (laughs) selling using my face. (laughs) And then she tries them out. And of course, they're more often than not garbage. But like this happens a lot. And, you know, I'm I'm all for this lawsuit. Yeah, I'm curious who's going to I mean, I'm curious what other creators are going to or celebrities are going to join. I don't know. Like, I wonder if she has you know, a bunch of people lined up already to join. I mean, probably none of the ones that she sent a cease and desist letter to. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. We've covered the Bethany TikTok drama. Yeah. I hope this answered your questions. And thanks as always for listening, legal team. And again, check us out on Instagram. Join us on our Patreon. And thank you as always for the very kind and thoughtful and articulate reviews that y'all leave on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. And yeah, excited to hear what you guys think about all this. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, our next episode will be on Jen Shaw. I think our next few Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 
episodes will be on the Genshaw sentencing because when our next episode releases, we'll have one of the sentencing submissions. So get ready. Anyway. Bye, legal team. The Bravo Docket is part of the ACAST Creator Network. <laughs> 